the best is yet to come. That's truth. I thank you all for your prayers this week. Those who knew that I was going to be preaching in Lima on Tuesday night, it was not planned. It was uh, what, what the pastor there called a pop-up revival. We were in conversation and he just stopped talking and said, the Lord says that you need to come on Tuesday. That was on Saturday. And, uh, and certainly I appreciate some of the ministers for traveling with me. And uh, would you all keep Minister Stephanie in, in your prayers as well. Her sister passed. Uh, that funeral is going to be on the 2nd of March. Uh, keep her in your prayers. Two scriptures today. Mark 15 is where we're going first. Mark 15 at verse 21. And let's see if we can tie these two scriptures together. Mark 15 at verse 21. Here's what it says from the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. And then over in Matthew, chapter 16, at verse 24, Matthew 16 at verse 24, here's what it says. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. You may be seated. All this month, I have been intentional about trying to show us some connections, or at least potential connections, to people of African descent in the Word of God as we celebrate the broad and exceptional history of African Americans, particularly this month. We need to understand that contrary to what some are telling you, Christianity is not the white man's religion that was forced on us when Europeans hit the African continent and started the transatlantic slave trade. I told you a few weeks ago, and I still contend that the gospel got to Africa before the slave trader did. And on this final Sunday in February, there is another man from the African continent in the Bible who can teach us a lesson today. Now, I said it that way, a man from the African continent in the Bible, because there are those who believe that the fact that Simon was from Cyrene does not mean that he was black because of the heavy Jewish presence at the time in Cyrene, although he could have been black and Jewish, but that's not my argument. Y'all argue about that. Here's what I know. His name was Siren, Simon. 
He's from Cyrene, and he's Alex and Rufus's daddy. <laughs> I know that Cyrene is in northern Africa, what is modern-day Libya. And I'm not going to preach his particular story, but I do want to use it as a launching point in order to study the words of Jesus that were read in our hearing. Because what I believe the Lord does here is allow us to see an object lesson of what Jesus taught the crowd about discipleship. Uh, you see, Jesus had already said that there are some requirements for anybody who wants to be my disciple. And I recognize that this is not a... Um, this is, this is not popular preaching. This is not the stuff that Christian dreams are made of. But Jesus says, anybody who wants to be on my team, anybody who has a desire to enroll in my class, to be my student, there are some things that you're going to have to do. And on his way to Calvary, Jesus orchestrates the visual of this lesson with an African man, a man named Cyrene, a, a, a man from Cyrene named Simon, who was probably on his way home from work and came upon this gruesome scene where the soldiers had taken Jesus and they dressed him up to make fun of him, dressed him in a purple robe, and Pilate put a crown of thorns made of thorn bushes on his head and, and they began to mock him and they beat him and they spat on him and they had their fun and the soldiers led Jesus towards Golgotha's hill but as he went there stood out in the crowd for some reason this African man, this Simon of Cyrene and the soldiers grabbed him and made him carry the cross. What a visual. What an object lesson of Jesus' words to the crowd and to his disciples. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Anybody who's going to be my disciple has to be like Simon in that respect. And if you'll allow me a little time today that's what I want to preach from that subject be like Simon well my brothers and sisters um, I am afraid that in modern day Christianity we have allowed the prevailing thoughts of the world to infiltrate the church after all, it's 2024. This is a time when it's okay to be in love with ourselves. You don't believe me? Go Google it. People are literally marrying themselves. We have made ourselves Lord of our own lives. We now celebrate sitting on the throne of our own kingdoms. Everything is about me and mine. 
even our brand of Christianity celebrates self rather than serving the Savior. In the church, our songs are about ourselves. Our services cater to our preferences and our like. Our worship is self-centered, self-directed, and self-serving. Our prayers are selfish. Our sermons exalt self. Even in serving others, if we're not careful, it's just to make ourselves feel good. But saints, I got to tell you, this is not the Christianity of Christ. This is not the mindset that Jesus proposed or, or requires. In direct contradiction, direct contradiction to what America has taught us, Jesus says, whoever wants to be my disciples has to deny themselves, take up the cross, and follow me. Let's look at the requirements that Jesus sets forth for discipleship. Um, come back next week <laughs> and I promise we'll feel better. But this is some hard stuff that Jesus says here. Here's what he says first. You ready? Number one, forget self. I'm in the text. The first command that Jesus gives here is deny yourself. Now, King James Version says, let him deny. But a closer meaning of the words used there in the original text would be, he must deny. They must deny themselves. The word deny in the original text literally means to forget oneself, to, uh, to lose sight of oneself and one's own interests. Deny themselves. True Christianity, genuine disciples must be willing to lay down themselves. We've got to be willing to forget Self. I know that that is countercultural. Mo most of us, many of us, spend much of our time worried about how we are presenting ourselves to the world. Let me see if I can help us understand. We are very busy branding ourselves. We, we spend hours cropping pictures <laughs> to post them and make ourselves appear as who we are not and then we spend every minute looking at our phones to see if someone has liked the picture that we manipulated on our post. All I'm trying to get us to see is that self is really important to us. And Jesus says, you got to forget self. You have to deny self. Now, there is an implication here, and let me quickly point it out and then move on. The fact that Jesus says, deny yourself, would suggest that self is going to require denial. It implies that self is a bad booger. That self is going to make you choose. Self is strong. Self would exert itself. Self will take control and be at the center of attention if you let self do what self wants to do. Self wants what it wants, when it wants, how it wants it, as often as it wants it. Self is a trip. 
And most times, self feels like it deserves it. Now, I'm going to preach the truth. But Jesus says, deny. Self says, go ahead. Give her a piece of your mind. Cuss her out. Who does she think she is talking to like that? Somebody shout, deny. Self says, go ahead. Give her your number. Your wife don't really appreciate you anyway. Somebody shout, deny. Self says, so what you have high blood pressure? Add some more salt. God can heal you. Somebody shout, deny. Self says, eat the whole cake. Somebody shout, deny. You know what the Bible says? Nobody can serve two masters. You're going to hate one and love one, be devoted to one and despise the other. In other words, you can't serve God and self. You know what the Bible says. We are tempted and dragged into sin by our own evil desires. I don't know who needs to hear this. But I came today to remind you and to strengthen you and to encourage you. Deny self. Oppose self. Refuse self. Turn down self. Don't give in to self. Stand firm against self. Hold your ground. Somebody shout, don't do it. Forget self. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross. Not only are we instructed, not only are we commanded to forget self, but secondly, sorry, it doesn't get any easier. Number two, forfeit sovereignty. Forfeit. You all know that word? It literally means to give up something in sacrifice. And we are called upon to forfeit, to give up our own sovereignty. You know what sovereignty is, don't you? Sovereignty is the quality of having supreme power or authority. In other words, we need to give up trying to rule ourselves. Let me show you in the text. Jesus says it like this, take up your cross. Now, many people misuse this phrase, take up your cross. You've heard people say, we all have our cross to bear. Or this must just be my cross to bear. Saying in essence that any burden or discomfort or difficulty is a cross. But I would beg us to look a little deeper than that. I would argue that taking up one's cross is not bearing a particular burden. First of all, because Jesus would not have had to say take up your cross. Because I'm learning that you don't have to take up burdens. <laughs> You don't have to go looking for trouble. You don't have to look for trials and tribulations. Here's how my mama told me, just keep living. Burdens will find you. Troubles will knock on your door. Problems will pop out of nowhere. You don't have to take up burdens. 
No, my friends, Jesus wasn't talking about bearing burdens when he said, take up your cross. Remember, when Jesus is speaking this, these words, he has just told them how he is about to suffer and die. He is not talking about having to live with a burden. He is talking about giving up your life. brothers and sisters when Jesus refers to the cross here it is not about a religious exercise or a ceremony it is not a spiritual feeling or heaviness the cross was as one commentator put it an unrelenting instrument of death the cross is not about a journey the cross is about a one way trip Take up your cross. Get ready to put something to death. This sermon ain't going viral. This, <laughs> ain't nobody going to share this today. Get ready to put something to death. What are we putting to death? Galatians 5, 24. Here's how the Bible put it. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Oh God. Romans 6, verse 4. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Colossians 3, 5. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. Get ready to kill it. Saints of God, we have to forfeit our sovereignty, give up what we think is our right to rule. here's how Romans here's how Paul puts it in Romans chapter 8 verse 13 if you live after the flesh you shall die but if you live through the spirit but if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body you shall live I told you a few weeks ago let me remind you there are too many people in the church who are led by the flesh led by our own intellect, by our own reasoning, by our own opinion, by our own preferences, even by our own voice that we call the voice of God. But saints, the church of the living God ought to be full of spirit-led people and you cannot be led by the spirit and the flesh at the same time. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. That's Bible. That's not Sam Winston. We must be as we must be led by the Spirit. When the Spirit is leading, check this out. He produces in us love. He produces joy. He produces peace. He produces patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Church, we must be led by the Spirit. If we are going to be his disciples, we have to forget self. We have to forfeit sovereignty. Can I tell you something? The idea of self-sovereignty is an illusion. If you think you're running something, all right, help me preach this. 
Hunt somebody, tell them you ain't running nothing. Where were you when he laid the foundations of the earth? When he shut up the sea and said this far and no farther. If, if you think you are running something, try controlling your own breath. The idea of self-sovereignty is an illusion and quite honestly, it is delusional. I'm, I'm done. I, this is too much for me. This is <laughs> if we are going to be his disciples, we have to forget self if we're going to be his disciples we must forfeit our sovereignty or what we think is our sovereignty and then finally if we're going to be his disciples we have to follow the savior Jesus is saying in essence if you're going to be my students you got to let me lead and you just follow I'll tell you what to do and you do it if you're going to be my disciples you let me guide you and you just fall in line you let me show you the way and you walk in the way I show you. If you're going to be my disciples, let me be the pilot and you be the passenger. If you're going to be my disciples, let me go first and you just trust me. I would that you would as a prophet of God right now look and tell somebody and I'll only ask you to do it one more time. The Lord says all you have to do is trust me. Trust him. Trust me. I know where I'm leading. I know what I'm doing. I know the end from the beginning. You just have to trust me. I know how to get you to where you can't get yourself. You just have to trust me. I know what you need. I know when you need it. I know for how long you need it. You just have to trust me. I know the mountains you have to climb. I know the mountains that will move. You just have to trust me. I know every valley you need to go through. I know every, 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 every giant on the other side of the valley. You just have to. Somebody help me close. Follow the Savior. I like the way the old saints used to say it.
where he leads me. I will follow. The problem is that we thought that following Jesus led us through flowery beds of ease. We thought that following Jesus would be all cake and ice cream. We thought that following Jesus would be all sunshine and roses. But can I tell you what I'm learning? Sometimes following Jesus will lead you to places you'd rather not be. But I've told you before, if he takes you to it, he'll take you through it. And if he takes you through it, he'll bring you out of it. I told you I was gonna ask your help one more time. And here it is. Would you find somebody and tell them if he takes you to it, he'll take you through it. Come on, like a Baptist preacher, tell him if he takes you through it, he'll bring you out of it. Can I call the roll? Following Jesus may not take you to places you want to be, but following him is always worth it. Following God brought David into the valley of Elah to fight a nine-foot giant named Goliath. Goliath was more experienced. Goliath was better equipped and Goliath was favored to win even by David's own side but God brought him to it God took David through it and the record is he came out of it with Goliath's head in his hands can I call the role of following God brought Daniel uh, to a den of hungry lions. King Darius was all worried, but when he got up the next morning, uh, he went to check on Daniel, and the Lord had sent angels uh, to shut the mouths of the lions. Uh, following God, uh, brought him to it, brought him through it, and brought him out of it. Following God, uh, brought Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to a fiery furnace because they would not bow to any other God. But when they got in the fire, they found they were not alone. God brought them to it. God brought them through it. And God brought them out of it. When the king looked in, he said, didn't we put in three men? I see four. Can I call the roll? David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. When you pass through the water, you won't be overflowed. When you go through the fire, you won't be burned. Just one more 
can I call the roll of following God led Jesus to a hill called Calvary to a hill called Golgotha where he was wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we were healed nailed to the cross lifted up from the earth hung his head in the locks of his shoulder gave up the ghost and he died until the earth began to reel and rock died until the sun blacked out died until the moon dripped in blood died until the roman soldier said this must be the son of god died until they took him down and placed him in joseph new tomb but if following him leads you to calvary if following him leads you to crucifixion here's one more word just keep following if following him leads you to friday just keep following if following him leads you to the cross just keep following because he stayed there until he died they put him in the grave he stayed there but sunday morning he got up from the grave following him may lead you to calvary but following him will lead you to victory don't tell nobody because i don't want to break my promise just tell yourself self following him will lead you to victory Yes, I'm trying to quit. I gotta go preach. I'm trying to save myself. But is there anybody here who's decided I will follow Jesus? I will follow Jesus. Jesus be like Simon be like Simon take up your cross and follow Jesus I'm not finished but I'm quitting Can I tell you one more thing? They made Simon carry the cross. They constrained Simon to carry the cross. They made him do it. 
but as for me don't nobody have to make me I'm convinced I'm convinced I'm convinced I'm persuaded I will I will I will That's the difference between me and Simon. I will. Jesus said, whoever wants to. I have to quit. Whoever wants to. And when I think about it, his goodness when I think about what he's done for me when I think about I want to I want to I want to Yes, 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 yes. Say, if you want to, 
<laughs> Say if you want to, lay down your cross. <laughs> Say follow me. Pick up your cross and follow me. Mm-mm-mm. He didn't say you had to. He said if you want to. <laughs> if you want to. You've heard that word, if you want to. Is there anyone here that wants to lay down their cross and pick up his and follow him? Is there one? Is there one that just wants to pick up his cross and help him? Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Just to follow him. What a blessing. What a blessing it can be. Mm-mm-mm. At this time, we just want to say the doors of the church are open. Is there anyone here that is willing and ready? to lay down their burdens and follow him. He didn't say it was going to be an easy journey, but it's one that you can be sure of that's going to be right. We all go through a lot of things sometimes we don't understand them but through his grace and his mercy we can lay down and pick up and follow him and he'll make our yoke easy he said it wouldn't be wouldn't be easy if you had to go through just walk through But that's not for us to understand because it's his will. Lead not to our own understanding, but just lead to his will. If that's you, if you want to learn what we are talking about, what we're so intimate about, you can come, come down. Just, and if you're not, don't want to come down, just raise your hand. And one of these deacons would be glad to come get you. Don't let this moment pass you by because we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. But we do know that this walk with Jesus can lead to a bright and better day. For those on the E congregation, Put it in the chat, in the comments. Just say, hey, I want to learn about this Jesus that you're talking about. Is there one? Is there one? All right. Amen. That's the first call. Second call is this. If you know that you're saved but you would like to make Mount Calvary your home. Come on down.
We need you. Mm-mm-mm. And then the third, we just don't want to forget about those that maybe you know about Jesus, but you got out in the world and started experimenting a little bit. But now you want to come back home. Just like the prodigal son, you're welcome. Come on. Come on. You're not too dirty. Ooh, yes, Lord. You're not too dirty. Just come on. Just come on. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Amen. 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 Oh, yes. If you feel that tugging on your heart, if you feel a tugging, if you don't understand what, what's going on in, in, inside, but just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. It's never too late. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Just. Pray for, uh, pray for these people here, right here. Lord, you know each and every one of our hearts. You know what's going on with us, Father, before you even, before we know. So we just ask that you touch 
each one of these people in a way that only you know how. Whatever's going on with them, Father, make it clear to them your will. Not their will, not our will, but your will. Because through you, all things are possible. We need you today more than anything, Father. With the things that are in front of us and around us, Father, we just have to say thank you in advance for what you are going to do. We know that all things are possible through you. Lean not to our own understanding, but just lean on you, Father, each and every day. Touch our hearts and our minds that we can receive you and learn more about you and more of the things that you would have us do. Father, we can't make it without you. So we just say thank you in advance. Thank you in advance for what you are going to do in these lives. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. All right. Ooh, what a sermon. What a sermon. You have to be moved by that sermon. <laughs> so just to lead not to our own understanding, but follow him. Sometimes it's hard, but we just have to come out of ourselves. Come out of ourselves. All right. It's that giving time. So, if it's time to give. Give back to God what he has freely given to us. We have three ways to give. And we have different ways that we're giving for. First of all, we got text to give, which is 855-908-0710. And then we have cash app, which is dollar sign MTC, C-A-L-M-B-C. And when you do that, I always say, please put your full God-given your name and not bookie bookie because we won't know who you are and then there's give a fly which is easy you just tap give and it's done so we don't have to worry about that and then there are three ways that we are collecting and that's we are on our way to being a 100% tithing church which is real good news. And then there's benevolence, which we take and help the community 
there's a lot of us that maybe not have a need something. We just need something from day to day. Everybody doesn't have a six-digit job. Sometimes we need a little help. And that's what our benevolence is for. It can be for someone in the church and also we help the community. And then there's the building fund, which we're still building, we're still growing. The vision was to go from Kissinger to Philadelphia. And we got to start, we started here. We want to do the, uh, be uh, Bobby Winston Center. So we can take and give back to the community and maybe educate some of our children in a preschool so that we can get them ready to go to school so that they can be better in school because Lord, you look at what's going on in this education system nowadays. And if we don't start somewhere with our little ones, it's gonna be a sad story when they get up in age in school. Cause I know you, you, you know that it hasn't been that long. They was talking about taking out curses writing. We can't let them do it. They taking us backwards. We can't afford that. And then there's old way if you want to get by envelope, the deacons are in the back and they'll, they'll take your envelope. If minds are all clear, let's stand for the benediction, please. Okay, we have orientation, uh, new members orientation today at, at 12.30, at 12.30 in the uh, conference room for those that uh, need the uh, new members conference. All right. Now unto him. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, we got to, don't forget, if you got children in the back, go claim them. We don't want to leave them back there. <laughs> all right okay now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory majesty dominion and power both now and forever let the church say amen Uh, don't forget, pastor's going to be preaching that gateway for those that would like to uh, go over the gateway and, and uh, be, a, be a blessing to hear.